With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Right now, though, let's talk some football. Adam Kwasnick is back due to overwhelming demand. Mariners legend. Good morning, mate. And what a fantastic win against Bali United. 6-3 on a miserable Thursday night. Yeah, good morning, guys. And happy birthday, Buttes. Uh, mate, you look a picture of health when I see you. So, well done. Keep that going. Um, yeah, thanks, but, buddy. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> a, uh, <laughs> a fantastic result uh, on Thursday night. Obviously, the Mariners really put Bali United to the sword. A bit disappointing they conceded three goals, uh, but I thought the performance was good, and, and it puts them in good stead for the rest of this tournament. Yeah, let's not forget that first goal to Bali United. You'd never see that. In, the way that goal was scored... And it was a young man who is the best young keeper in Australia. And I really love what the coach said afterwards, Mark Jackson. I love what his teammates did. And a few moments later, Mariners were back on level terms, courtesy of a screamer from Jacob Farrell. Yeah, Jacob Farrell chiming in with a couple a couple goals. I guess what Mark Jackson's trying to create is, is it, well, see is how much depth he, he has in his squad. Obviously, there's been a high turnover of players after the championship winning season and obviously gave Jack Wolchowski a, an opportunity. And apart from that that mistake, you know, he did really, really well. And um, as you mentioned, he's a young Australian goalkeeper on the up and uh, I'm sure he'll get plenty of, plenty more opportunities uh, between him and Danny Vukovic with these both these competitions. Yeah, just on that own goal from the young man. So the manager, Mark Jackson, afterwards, I really love this, Buttes. So I'm not sure if you saw what happened. So it was pretty much a howler. Regulation save, but it's hit his leg and the ball shot off on a 45-degree angle into the net. Now, post-match, journalists asked about the young keeper and what a moment that was. Bali United went ahead 1-0 in the AFC Cup. And he said, you know what? He didn't have a whole lot to do on the night. But psychologically, he did. And I thought that's a really good insight. You can't underestimate. So after that moment, what's a young player feeling? And I think he's still a teenager. What were your thoughts of what the manager said afterwards, Quaz? Yeah, fair play to, to Mark Jackson, obviously, having, having that thought process. And, and, and for the young boy as well, to, to overcome that mistake and stay focused within you know, the, the game, um, I thought he did really well. And, and credit is uh, due where it's, you know, warranted in, in, in Mark giving giving that young keeper a go um, and then the young keeper, you know, making the most of that opportunity um, even after that big, big howler. I saw some passages of play, I think it was early in the second half, where Theahara scores, and I think it's his first goal since about 2020, and there was an interchange of mm-hmm. passing that I thought would please the manager no end. This might be the Jackson style. So I think it came from the right side into the midfield. There was a beautiful one-touch pass, and Tulio gives the final ball. So what are your thoughts about the style of play post uh, Nick Montgomery? Yeah, well, it's very attacking, isn't it, Stephen? And I remember that goal. It was uh, Dylan Wenzel-Hawes that laid a ball, a beautiful passive uh 
passage of play um, onto Tulio and Tulio squared it up for Theo Harris. I thought that was a wonderful goal. And, you know, there, there, there will be differences uh, throughout the season. I think we're going to see, you know, when you compare Mark Jackson and, and Nick Montgomery, both their philosophies. But, you know, that attacking brand, we, we've got the attacking stocks going forward to, to create and score plenty of goals. And I don't think that's going to stop, I guess, the issue for the Central Coast Mariners is, you know, squad depth and, and, and conceding goals. Um, I think if we can, you know, stem the flow of conceding quite frequently, I think it'll put us in good stead for the rest of the season. And the Matildas have played midweek. Now, you, you oh. told me about uh, over in Perth. Did you say, was it a sellout? It was a sellout. Yeah, the, the three games that they've got are sellouts, which is bloody fantastic, uh, you know, for the Matildas. And it's on the back of what happened at the World Cup. Great performance, Quaza, uh, for the Australian Matildas. 2-0 uh, two nil, two nil over Iran in their Olympic qualifying uh, campaign. Uh, a great great way to start it. Um, I did hear the coach, he wasn't overly happy with uh, their performance and said they got some work to do. But ultimately, it's about um, getting the victories and getting the points and, and taking that next step, which is exactly what they've done. Goals in the 19th minute to Ellie Carpenter uh, and 78th minute to Sam Kerr. So a strong performance from the girls. Yeah, as you mentioned, they just got the result done. I, I don't think it was... It was the greatest game of football, but, um, you know, the most important thing with these qualification games is just winning, and, and the, the Matildas did that. And you mentioned in front of a sellout crowd, gee, like women's football in Australia, it's just taking off completely. But I thought the performance was good in the sense of they only got into camp a few days prior, so they didn't yeah. have much time to really prep for the game. And um, uh, the Iranians were resolute for a fair amount of time, but uh, Ellie Carpenter got on the score sheet, and then the... The homegrown hero, Sam Kerr, she got on the score sheet in front of a, a massive Perth crowd. So, fantastic for Australia. I, I guess the big game will be tomorrow, I think, against the Philippines. They've Philippines, got a full fire yep. as well. Um, that's going to be an interesting game. Obviously, the Philippines had a wonderful World Cup as well. Their first ever win at that tournament. Um, so, yeah, onwards and upwards for the Matildas. Quaz, uh, the A-League. Last night, Brisbane Raw... 3-0 against Sydney FC. That means that Stevie Corica's men are 0-2 to start the season. We've got a couple of goals from last night. Let's roll them in. And Zabala pushing forwards and a shot is deflected. It's gone in. It's Henry Hoare on that left-hand side. It took a, a nick off a defender and nestled into the back of Andrew Redmayne's goal. Less than a minute on the watch. And what a start to life back at Suncorp Stadium for Brisbane Raw. This is Henry Hoare, big chance for Brisbane. Hoare buries it. A double for Henry Hoare. Three for Brisbane. All in front of the Den. It's a dream opening night at Suncorp. For now at least for Ross Aloisi and for Brisbane Raw. Oh, Redman, goodness me. A free gift. And Nikola Miliusnic wasn't going to miss that one. An absolute calamity from Andrew Redmayne. And Brisbane are now two goals to the good. And it was presented to them on a platter. Yeah, that audio, thanks to Paramount. So that's the uh, howler from Redders. But, yeah, it happens to everyone. We all make mistakes. And uh, 3-0, Brisbane Raw. So they reversed the result from the Australia Cup final. Quaz, did you take a look at that game last night? Yeah, it was bizarre. If you go back to the Australia Cup final, you know, Brisbane took the lead in that one as well. And then 
Um, you know, Sydney put their foot down and obviously came away with winners. But last night, um, you know, the Brisbane Raw, they, they stuck to their to their game plan. And dearie me, there's some issues there at Sydney FC. I know we're only two games in, but, I mean, they had a flying off-season. Um, you know, couldn't couldn't put a foot wrong, uh, scoring goals for, uh, for fun and, and not conceding many. And then the start of the season, you know, zero and two, obviously the big blue last week as well. There's... Um, Bit of soul searching going on for for Steve Corica, even though we're that early in the season. But fair credit to to Brisbane Raw, uh, back at Suncorp Stadium, uh, a fantastic result for them. And the Mariners, mate, they take on MacArthur tomorrow, 3 p.m. at Central Coast or Industry uh, Group Stadium. Uh, so a important one after their three nil loss uh, last week against Adelaide. Yeah, it is somewhat important. Butte, I, I think they've got a couple away games after this one, one in the AFC Cup and obviously one in the league. So hopefully they can get a, a win tomorrow up against, uh, you know, a very disciplined MacArthur team from what I saw last week uh, in their first game. Um, again, I mentioned the attacking stocks of the Central Coast Mariners. There's a lot to like about them going forward and hopefully they can get the three points tomorrow afternoon. OK, and just finally, the EPL. So the Manchester Derby is being played this weekend. Butes has got a segment, which you may have heard, Quaz. It's called Butes' Top 3. Now, he's got a love affair with the Australian cricket team, but surely Ange Postacoglu could be at the top of the list this weekend. I think he's won more games to start a season than any manager. I think that's the stat. He's, scored more, he's got more points in the first nine games than any other manager in the EPL. Yes. In history? Yep. And he's five points clear. Quaz? Yeah, crazy. Look, I'm an Arsenal fan, so I'm not too happy about it. But, you know, fair play to Anthony. <laughs> he's just, you know, come a long way. And he's he's most definitely turned Tottenham around, that's for sure. Look, I, I think Tottenham, with this unbelievable start and the fact that they're not playing Europe, European football, I think they'll go a long way to, to, to winning the league. That being said, I do think their squad depth will get tested come around the Christmas period. Um, and hopefully, for, for Andrew's sake... You know, he'll get the opportunity to, to, to bring in some reinforcements and add to that squad. Uh, I mean, there's a lot to like about their attack, but defensively, uh, not a lot of squad depth. So I think it will be tested, but he's just flying. And, and the brand of football that he's playing in the best league in the world is just fantastic to watch. And, uh, sorry, Quaz, what do you think the Ange touch is? Like, what is it that makes him... Is it what he's been able to do with the group? Because, you know, he's obviously had success here in Australia, uh, over in the Scottish League. Um, he's now grabbed this team uh, in the, you know, the, what is probably regarded as the strongest competition in the world. Uh, and yeah. they're sitting, you know, on top of the table by five points. I know they've got a game in hand, but nevertheless, the closest uh, Man City are going to get is two point, within two points. Yeah, well, with Ange and his style of play, it's it's very on the front foot, aggressive in defence, and um, they don't take a backward step. They press aggressively. When they win the ball, they look to go forward at every instant. There's there's no question it's a real attacking brand of football, and he's he's been able to do it, as you mentioned, Butte, in, in Australia. He's done it over in Japan. He's done it in Scotland, and now he's doing it in arguably the best league in the world, in the English Premier League. So, you know, I, I think that... Um, along with, you know, that man management um, point of view. For, for, for all coaches, I think Ange must have a, a real good, um, you know, uh, how do I say, a, 
man management skills in the sense of getting to know his players, knowing what his players require each and every day, um, and just nursing them through the season. Uh, I think it's a big part of coaching, and Ange Postacoglu has done a remarkable job so far this season. Because just on that, you know, in terms of that pressing and, you know, that attacking style, with that Mm. comes a, a greater level of fitness, I would imagine. Right, because yeah. it's easy to sit back, right? But suddenly, when you do have that level of fitness and you do have that aggression in what you're doing, then suddenly things become easier for you as well. Um, so it's almost this: whilst it's hard initially, it actually starts to work in your favour. Yeah, I think he's just getting the maximum out of the players that he has, and yeah. and as I mentioned earlier, I think he's going to have to add to that squad. Sustain yeah. what he's doing with and without the ball. Um, so hopefully, come January, he can he can bring in some some new players, some fresh blood to to see them through for the rest of the season. But there's just so much to like. They're playing with so much confidence. Ryan Madison, um, son, he's just scoring goals for fun. There's there's plenty to like if you're a Tottenham fan. I tell you what showed up on social media again last night was Tony Popovich. So. Ange is famous for some of his speeches, particularly when he was coach of the Socceroos. But the Tony Popovich one where he talks about work ethic in training, have you seen that, Quaz? Because, yeah, I gave it a like instantly. I just absolutely loved it. Yeah, I, I did see it. He, he laid the law down and, and he mentions in that, in that um, dressing room speech about, you know, he will do everything possible for, for the players and, and for their families as long as they don't drop standards in training and in games. And I, I think that's fair play. Again, man management skills coming coming to the fore there. Um, you know, fantastic to see. And the, the fact that we get to see those types of things in change rooms and that, I think it's fantastic for the punter um, and for the everyday fan to, to see, you know, the depths that these managers go through on a daily basis to get the most out of their players. We've also got to bear in mind, he's doing this without their leading goal scorer of all time and, uh, you know, England captain in Harry Kane. Like, he's been such a stalwart, such a important part of the, what the Spurs were about. He's doing this without him. Yeah, sure yeah, is. Most uh, definitely. Quaz, you've taken us from Popovich back to Ange Postacoglu, <laughs> but the audience, you know, it's not linear. Uh, they're with us. Thanks, Quaz. We'll talk to you again soon. Love your work.